This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. This is Sports Charlotte, the podcast about sports in Charlotte. My name is Herb White, and it is Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. Two days away from opening day for Major League Soccer. And just like with any other sport, opening day is unwrapping the unknown. But one thing we do know is Charlotte FC is playing New York City FC Saturday, 7.30, Bank of America Stadium. I had a chance to sit and talk with Jalen Lindsay, who is a defender with Charlotte FC. And he is one of the OGs of this group. He's in his third season. He's seen a lot of changes. And we talked about a good chunk of that, as well as tenacity and adaptability. Jalen, you doing okay today, man? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm terrifyingly good today. I remember when you first joined Charlotte FC, you were the fresh face, the new kid, the local guy who's come back home to slay all the dragons on the pitch and everything. (laughs) And here we are now, three years later, you know, not to say that you're the old dude, but you're the experienced dude now. Do you look at it that way? Yeah, I for me, I look at it in that way. Uh, I think there's some that still instead of looking at me and saying, oh, he's a young guy. But like for me, I feel like just with my age and just my the big thing about the experience part, I feel like I can come into this team. Um, I feel like the last couple of years now I can come to this team and kind of be one of the betters with the team because I have the experience in the league. So, you know, I kind of want to be, you know, that kind of veteran guy for, you know, those guys in their first or second year and, um, you know, guys that are younger and stuff like that. So I, I kind of want to be in that role and I kind of want to take responsibility in that role to kind of be like, hey, I'm here if you need anything. Um, you know, I know the league very well. If you need help with anything around, you know, the club or just other things as well, like I'm here for you. So, uh, that's the kind of role that I kind of want to take on. And, um, you know, obviously I, I'm, with my age, I am young, but I feel like I do have a lot of leadership skills that I can apply to other guys as well. Because with this team, with the changes with the roster, you know, you've got those older, more experienced people. Now you've got this influx of people who are even younger than you. I'm talking yeah. teenagers now. You're right there in your mid-twenties or so. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, there are some dudes who've been here literally longer than I have. And then there are some who are, like, coming up and they're pups. And they don't know exactly what they don't know just yet. Is, is that something that appeals to you, like you said, to kind of share those experiences with those young people? And then be able to tell those older guys, well, you know, this is what happens in Charlotte or this is what happens if you're new to MLS. Yeah, so that's the good part about it. I, 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 could, I kind of like on both sides and kind of that middle guy. So, you know, even the older guys, I mean, like, you know, you have some older guys that while they're very experienced, you know, with their soccer careers and stuff like that, um, you know, I can kind of give them kind of the experiences I've had of, you know, people in MLS or teams in MLS and, you know, what to kind of expect. Um, while on the other side, um, I'm trying to help these kids, or not kids, I was just, I was just six. I'm yeah, they're well, kids. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the guys that are probably younger than me or have less experience than me, you know, I kind of want to help them, 
you know, be that bridge to kind of help them, you know, grow into, you know, players that, you know, I wish, you know, at the time that, you know, I want them to be better than me at, at that age, if that makes any sense. So like, you know, I saw my first contract at 17 and like, you know, for the likes of, you know, let's say for example, like, you know, Jack Neely, Brian Romero and Nim Basha, like, you know, those are guys I kind of like want to help because at that age, I mean, I think they're, you know, better than I was. And so I kind of want to help them keep stacking, you know, the pieces together, you know, to eventually when they're my age, they're ready to go and they're flying, you know what I mean? So, you know, those are kind of the things that it kind of balances out a little bit between both sides of, you know, the older experienced guys and the younger guys as well. Like, you know, I feel like I can have, you know, share of, you know, both puzzles and, you know, kind of help each side. You're embarking on your third season, obviously, with uh, Charlotte FC. You've seen a lot of stuff here in the last three years. Three head coaches, some ups and downs, and, of course, you hear the supporters or keen observers of soccer who have plenty of opinions, but they're not stepping out on that field. Uh, Talk a little bit about that experience and having to go through those bouts of change and they've they've come fast and furious during your time here yeah yeah so that's that's actually a a good thing to bring up because you know i tell people this all the time is like i came from uh you know obviously sporting casey is my first club and all four years i had the same coach um then obviously now i come to charlotte i've had three in three years so it's like you know, honestly, I'm I'm blessed to be able to be in these kind of experiences because you learn so much just of, you know, adapting to different people and you know, adapting to different coaches. Um, you know, you, you learn a lot. You you learn bits and pieces from you know each and every coach to kind of apply to your game a little bit. And you know, obviously, I, I know it's been like you know kind of the up and downs, but you know, I, I'm for me, I'm just super blessed that like it's just been how it is so far. Like. You know, I've learned so much um, from, you know, leadership standpoint to um, tactics on the field to, um, you know, getting relationships and, you know, languages and stuff. Like, I, I've learned so much, um, you know, as much as, like, it's been not, not obviously, like, the ideal pathway. Um, it's just been, it's it's been up and downs, but I've learned so much, you know. And, you know, obviously, for me, like, I'm a big believer um, you know, I'm a Christian, big believer in, you know, Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, I feel like just having those ups and downs uh, is necessary, uh, especially in life, because I feel like if you're, you know, obviously on a plateau, then um, I feel like you never really learn anything. But now that you're going through these ups and downs, you have the victories, um, you have the low points. Um, but at each stage, you learn you learn so much. And um, it's been a crazy ride, but I've learned a lot. Yeah. And when you talk about what you've learned from your previous two seasons what types of things did you get from those coaches that you can still say you know what i could use that even today yeah uh i mean i'll probably say from first coach miguel um you know i think he taught me a lot a lot just about you know being a professional and you know obviously i was a younger guy i was probably 21 but my first year with miguel um and i think he taught me a lot just about, you know, being professional and um, the, the right things to do off the field and, you know, like stuff like that. So I, I re- previously, before that, came up a lot of injuries in my last year. And, um, you know, I think I just need that, that guidance as someone to kind of, you know, keep me, 
you know, level-headed and say, hey, like, you got to take care of yourself, like, you know, off the field. And, you know, whether that's, you know, that could be from ranges of, you know, getting the treatment on the treatment table and, you know, keeping your body in shape and, you know, diet. And I, I, see, I needed someone to, you know, you know got, kind of guide me in that direction. I feel like he would guide me in that direction. And, you know, I've, I, for me, I feel like I'm really a good professional now um, because of him. And then, you know, I think from Latantio, you know, I, I've learned, you know, just a lot about, on the field tactics tactics because he was um you know a guy that wanted to try you know a lot of things during the season um and he taught me just to learn about you know adapting to situations because um you never know when situation situation can be you know called upon and you got to be ready to adapt and i think that's the biggest two things i've learned from both those coaches so now you're with dean smith and it's not a basketball coach, and I know that gets a little old after a while. But <laughs> but in terms of this coach, and it seems as if at least from from hearing him speak, he wants to go up tempo. He wants to put pressure on folks. Is that something that you see? There's benefits to that, and in, in how it translates to the way that you prefer to play. Yeah, I mean for sure. I always, for me as a player, I always you know, want my team to have the ball the most. So obviously when we lose it, um, you know, it's just about that quick reaction and try to get it back and have the ball again. Because for me, I know as a defender, I, I, I want to defend at least as possible. So when I'm defending a lot, obviously that's my job, but I don't want to do a lot of it, you know? So that makes my job easier. When we're not defending so much. So I, I, it's been pretty good so far with Dean trying to, um, you know, obviously teach us his, his ways of the game and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just kind of learning that that quick repress to get the ball back and have the ball again has been has been crucial for this group so far. Yeah, because if you don't have the ball, you really can't score. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and then when you look at this, you've had some success uh, during preseason with the friendlies and everything. Are you surprised that it's gone the way that it has, or no? Honestly, I'm not really surprised. I mean, to be fair, like, we have a really, really, really good group of guys. And I think, you know, our, our locker room is really it's phenomenal. Um, probably one of the best I've had, um, since my sporting days, but, um, it, it's been, it's been great. Like, we're all guys that, you know, we talk about things, you know, on the field and off the field. And I think we just all have this, like, really good connection with each other. And I think it translates onto the field when, you know, Dean's teaching us stuff and, um, I mean, the fans have come, I've seen our results so far in preseason and that doesn't surprise me because, you know, obviously we've been together for a while throughout this preseason and we've talked about things and discussed things. Um, but we have a really good group of guys that are, everyone's ready to learn. Everyone's ready to lead in the right direction. So I'm not surprised because, you know, we have a good group of guys and we've gotten the results as we've shown. So uh, I'm excited to see what the season comes for us. And the reason I ask that question is because when you bring in a new coach and you bring in as many new players as you have, there's usually a get acquainted period and then the transition starts. It looks like this has been fairly seamless. So I, I asked that in terms of, you know, is that something that you can really hang your hat on once the season gets underway and it's going to be, Guns are blazing in terms of it's what you saw in preseason is what's going to happen when the games actually count. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's our goal. Our goal is to kind of translate what we got from preseason and what we've done and translate, translate it into that se- into the season. So, um, I mean, obviously every team's different. You know, obviously with my experience, I've seen teams, you know, do really well in the preseason. And then when you get to the season, it's not so great. I've seen teams that don't do great preseason and then they turn it up in the, the first couple games of the season. So, um, I've seen both sides of it. I've experienced both sides of it. Um, you know, but I think for me, there, there's something just a little bit different this year about just kind of our group. And like I said before, everyone's just kind of ready to learn. And like I said, like we have younger guys talking to, you know, the older guys, just making things, making sure things are clear. And I think that's the biggest part of this year is that I, th- I don't think anything is left to be like confused about, if that makes any sense. So like everyone's kind of on the same page and we're, like, we're, we're flying and we're ready to go. So I'm hoping that just kind of translates to the season and uh, I'm excited. When you look at the season ahead, that's about ready to jump off. We're talking about what nine days away. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there there is no off season anymore. It's always something going on. Yeah. When you look at the state of soccer in not only in Charlotte but in North Carolina, you know, I want to ask you about that because when you, let's say ten years ago, you know, when you were what middle school just barely into high school that kind of thing where you could go back 10 years and you would say to your young Jalen well younger Jalen this is going to be happening in Charlotte with Charlotte FC there's going to be a top tier women's league team in Charlotte there's going to be the NWSL is still around. It has a franchise in Raleigh. And then with the development clubs, uh, one's kicking off in High Point this year, as well as the one that Charlotte FC has. Would you have believed that 10 years ago, that there would be so much professional soccer in North Carolina of all places? Um, for me, yes. Uh, you know, obviously at the time when I was that young, um, obviously it didn't look promising, so that's why... Obviously, I made a move to Kansas City, but, um, and I tell people this all the time is when, when I was in KC and when I would come back for the summertime, kind of like our off season when we were the youth team, um, you know, obviously I would go to the games at Bank of America when they would have the, you know, International Cup Champions Cup. Um, the European teams would come over and play. And I mean, the stadium would be filled with like 40 to 50,000. And like, it's just, it was unbelievable to see because like you can really tell like, how much like the city or even the state just supported, you know, soccer. Um, and so that's when I kind of had the idea, okay, it's promising. And, um, you know, obviously when Charlotte FC, you know, obviously became a team, um, that gave it, gave me even more hope, uh, thinking about one day I can come back and play for the club. And, um, and now that they're, like you said, they're building, you know, a top tier women's team. And, um, obviously you have Charlotte FC, you have the, Charlotte FC Academy now and UPSL team and the Carolina core and, uh, NC courage, NCFC. So you have all these teams now that, you know, you have the opportunity, especially North Carolina, you have so many opportunities to, you know, play the game at a high level. Um, and it's just so exciting to see, except my time that there really wasn't any, it was just a bunch of club teams. And now to see so many opportunities, um, it's amazing to see, you know, how these kids, there's so many opportunities to go, you know, pro and there's different pathways and, you know, everyone's path is different, but, you know, there's, there's different paths now. Um, it's just so exciting to see if there's many more options now and, 
you know, I'm kind of just kind of excited to see that, you know, the future of, you know, North Carolina soccer. Yeah, and when you talk about Carolina Core, I talked to uh, a couple of folks that you may be familiar with. They're a little bit older than you, in Roy Lassiter, you know, and I just got all kinds of uh, feedback from them in terms of, you know, asking them that same question. They, and they're North Carolina folks, too, <laughs> you know, when they came back, uh, Roy Lassiter and, and Eddie Pope. And they've had great success as professionals, both with the you know international play as well as in Major League Soccer. And that was pretty much the thing that they talked about as well. And it's just um, to them, you know, they would have never guessed it, <laughs> you know, in their 20 or 30 years ago sales, they would have never guessed it. So it, it, it does look like it's an, it's a generational thing where for you, you could sort of maybe get the idea because yeah. professional soccer at least had arrived in Charlotte, maybe on that international level. But it's, it's just amazing to see the whole thing take shape and it happens so fast. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, of of your journey, and of course, obviously, you know, you're back home and everything. Do you see yourself in, in some ways, maybe if not the face of the franchise? Because you are local. People do know you. and They've known of you for a while. So even though you were in Kansas City, it was like, well, you know, he's still a Charlotte guy. And so when you come back to Charlotte, you know, there are, you know, Brent Bronico obviously played at UNC Charlotte. And so he's a de facto Charlotte, Charlottean. But you grew up here. Uh, do you see yourself as kind of like that face of the franchise where you can go in places in Charlotte and people will recognize you for what you've done so far? Um, I, I don't believe I'm, I'm there yet. Uh, I definitely want to be because obviously this is – you know, the town I grew up in, I, I want to give everything back, especially to those kids. Um, you know, obviously, just to sh- kind of show them that, you know, a charlatan can do it and give them opportunity and show them I want to be a role model for them to say, hey, I want to be like Jay Lindsay one day and, you know, play on Charlotte FC um, and kind of just give that, that, that hope and opportunity for them. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, me being here, being, me being a local, I do have you know, a lot of, I guess, attention throughout the city with, you know, people obviously knowing me from being around and I have old families and friends that um, are still in Charlotte that I see every once in a while that they know of me and they kind of spread the word and stuff like that. So, um, you know, obviously I do, it would be very nice to kind of be, a, you know, the face of the franchise. Uh, don't believe I'm just exactly there yet. Um, but, you know, hopefully one day um, I can kind of be the, the general face and, uh, just kind of give back to all those kids and give us give them that hope. Well, because when you stop and think about it, the other professional franchises here, they've had Charlotteans or they have Charlotteans who are with them, whether it was the Panthers or the Hornets, and there's you. You know, so it's, you know, it doesn't happen every day because these top tier leagues and teams they're not all over America. They are, you know, there's only been so many markets that you can go into and, and get a professional team. So uh, do you see that, uh, you know, you, because you seem to be such, you know, you're a community-oriented type of person. You know, you care about Charlotte. You, you, know, you obviously have a soft spot for the place. Is that something where you take it upon yourself as an individual 
to be representative, not only of Charlotte, but of Charlotte FC. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's, that's always the main goal. Like wherever I'm at, um, you know, club wise or wherever I'm at in life, like obviously I want to give my hundred percent all into it. And, um, you, you brought up the community part. And like I said before, like just me being in Charlotte, like, you know, I'm just so blessed that, you know, they were able to bring a team here and, um, you know, obviously that I wanted when I was younger for sure, but it wasn't the right time for it yet. And obviously when the time came and, um, you know, I do believe that, you know, God led me in the right direction to come back here and, you know, play for my hometown team. And, um, you know, and obviously I, I want to give, you know, back to the city of Charlotte for bringing this team and, you know, kind of bringing me um, this kind of recognition for myself to be, you know, the Charlottean guy that is, you know, on Charlotte FC and represent, you know, the team um, and the city as well. And, you know, obviously I want to rep it in the best way possible and show people that, um, you know, Charlotte FC is a tough team to come play. So I kind of want to be the representation of what people think of Charlotte FC. And I want them to think of Jalen Lindsay as well. So, yeah. And you have obviously the experience now, you, a playoff team, even though last year <laughs> plenty of bumps in the road, but you managed to get into the postseason. Talk a little bit about that experience. And whether that translates for an entire team or for you personally as well going into this season. And what can you take from those lessons in the 2024? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we we had our ups and downs last year. And the fact that, you know, we were right at the edge of, you know, officially making the playoffs, um, you know, obviously brings, you know, obviously hope for our team. And like I said, We've had a great preseason so far. We've learned a lot from this past season, um, you know, just about, you know, adapting, you know, to style of plays, um, you know, having that resilience. And, you know, I think we have, like this year, I think we have a really good group. I think probably honestly better than we did last year. Um, and obviously I'm excited. I, I think for sure this season, I think we're, um, you know, definitely above that playoff line for sure. And, you know, ha- having a playoff spot within this next year coming up. Okay. So now you have to be careful when you say stuff like that. You expect to make the playoffs, right? We, we will make the playoffs. We will. We will. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I know sometimes folks want to try to dial that back once it's cast. But... <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Trust me, but. I, there's, there's, we have a really good team this year. I, I really do believe that we have some special. Okay, so so this team is capable. Yeah, no I doubt. believe so. Okay. All right, well, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, Jalen. Uh, much success with you. you know, and, uh, you know, it's always good to see the home folks repping. And uh, best of success. And we'll see you once the season gets underway. All right, sounds good. Thank, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. And that'll do it for this edition of Sports Charlotte. Be sure to check us out on Queen City Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts downloaded, etc., etc. Also, subscribe to our newsletters. We have one for soccer. Queen City Football Chronicle comes out once a week. Same with the Charlotte Post Sports, which covers everything else. Comes out once a week. Go to our website, thecharlottepost.com. 
subscribe to either or preferably both. Help us to spread the word about our coverage of local sports written and reported on by local journalists. Support local, read local, listen local. Did I mention local enough there? Regardless, tune in to Sports Charlotte. We're pumping out as much content as we can. And keep up with us wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with us on our website, charlottepost.com, as well as social media, X, Facebook, Instagram, etc., etc., etc. For everybody at the Charlotte Post, I'm Herb White. Thanks for listening. Queen City Podcast Network.com. Oh.